This is a high-end radio exclusive. Lord Jamar, what is what is his ultimate issue with you? Brother, I will say this. Some of the lower-level celebrities, where's where I would put him, some of the lower-level celebrities, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, he's just not a top-tier celebrity like a Jay-Z, a Drake, or that sort of a thing. Some of them take issue with me because of my popularity eclipses their own, and I'm not an entertainer. I'm probably the first revolutionary scholar in the history of this country to have the following that I have, which which rivals the following of your tier one celebrities. Look at my Breakfast Club interviews. My Breakfast Club interviews regularly, regularly get more views than some of the highest selling musicians who have ever been interviewed on The Breakfast Club. You could probably only point to five entertainers who've gotten more views on their Breakfast Club interviews than me. Jay-Z, Drake, I don't think Drake was on there, a few other people. So how does a revolutionary scholar, a Garveyite, garner that type of mainstream appeal from the grassroots community where I'm the biggest one I'm the biggest name on black YouTube and I don't even have a YouTube channel. I'm not even on YouTube. But I'm the biggest name on black YouTube. I'm not even on TikTok. I'm the biggest name on black TikTok. How does that happen with somebody preaching a steady diet of garbage? How does a revolutionary Pan-Africanist capture the minds of mainstream black America and he's never been on Oprah Winfrey? That's the issue. That's the envy and the jealousy. Because when I walk in the room, I'm not walking in the room backed by no music company, backed by no NBA team, backed by no NFL team. I'm walking in there as Dr. Umar, independent thinker. And I'm more popular than almost everybody in the room. Never, no other scholar ever has been able to do what I've done when it comes to piercing the mainstream with my message. Without no media attention, that's what I've been able to do. First time ever done. Never been done before. That's and my right. issue with Lord Jamal, the reason I was so disappointed in him is I thought he was a supporter. I didn't know when I accepted the interview that he was going to try to use the interview to undermine the FDMG Academy campaign. That's what hurt me so much. That's what hurt. If I knew that that was going to be a hate interview, I would have been ready for it. I don't have a problem getting on a haters platform. Oh, you wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have ran from the interview? I don't ever run for no interview, brother. Some of my best interviews was when I was interviewed by the opposition. You saw what I did to Roland Martin and the Coons he had up on that platform. Yes, can nobody intellectually go back and forth with me? Nobody can do that. Black or white, nobody can tie these shell tops. Nobody. Black or white, nobody tying me nobody intellectually. Nobody can tie so these shell nobody, tops. I don't I care what you think. Nobody's messing with me intellectually <laughs> on the face of this earth. Nobody. Not Cornell West, not Michael Eric Dyson. Nobody you name want that smoke. Nobody. And so... With, with, with Lord Jamal, the issue was I thought he was a supporter. And when I saw that the interview was simply an opportunity for him to gain followers and appease the haters in his chat, that hurt me. Because I would have never took the interview unless he would have been honest and say, listen, I don't support you, I want, I, but I want to ask you some questions. Are you still willing to come on? I wish he would have been honest. I didn't know he was a hater. That, so I lost a lot of respect for Lord Jamal. And then he was also disingenuous because he spoke about his uncle and how he opened up an independent school in New York. But your uncle don't have an African academy. That school ain't African-centered. That school ain't cultural. He didn't raise, he didn't build that school on exclusively black dollars. He used white bank loans, government subsidy, corporate handout, and that's no slight. I want to be clear. 
that's not a slight because he's not a pan-Africanist. You don't stand for what I stand for. So that's not a slight. He got a school. He educating our children. And I commend that brother who I've never met for the job he's doing. I'm simply saying it was disingenuous for Lord Jamal to try to compare what your uncle did with his school with what I am doing. We're not taking no white bank loans. We're not taking no government subsidy. We're not taking no corporate handouts. We're not taking no white donations. Your uncle took all of that in building his school. And even then, it took him at least 10 years to get it up and running. We're not at 10 years yet. So here's a man who took money from white folks and it still took him 10 years. So why do you have an issue with the fact that we're doing it independently with all black dollars and we haven't even touched 10 years yet? He was very disingenuous and very misleading with that interview. I have almost no respect for that man. High End Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.